Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to Quartz at Indiana Podcast. What episode is this, Zach? Do we know? Jeez. It might be 160. Oh, rolling Whoa. through. Whoa, it is 160. And it's not a quadcast. Tyler, or Kyler, Tyler's in northern Indiana. Yeah, my last name, yeah. Kyler's in Vegas, or on his way home from Vegas, or he's uh, covers IU for rivals, so he's has another job that calls for his attention every now and then we got tyler here we got dominique neely here dominique we saw some good games yesterday didn't we yeah we did great great uh great day of basketball it was was good you saw more of it than i did yeah one more yeah um and then zach was invaded by family members this week Yep, florida people came coming in early was that unexpected or was that what what happened yeah yeah, it was a little bit unexpected. They just showed up. Hey, we're here. Come, well, coming for the holidays, but came a little early, so I was a little surprised. But now, so will they good. stay? Will they stay here the whole like through Christmas? Yep, yep. They'll be here for a few weeks now. At but, your house, or they have no, their own no, place no. and they're nope. snowbirds. My sister's house. Oh, okay, <laughs> good for you. Yep, yep. <laughs> Five's plenty here. That's yeah. That's me saying. That's not Zach. Don't <laughs> you're related to Zach? Send your hate mail to me. Everybody just send your hate mail to me. There I'm go. good. I can handle it. I got broad shoulders and no no bosses. So good to go. Um, Twitter's kind of lighting up right now as we record. People don't like the fact that I've already declared Marcus Burton Mr. Basketball. They clearly don't understand the process um i'm reading some of it now as i pause so it's it's marcus yes <laughs> oh i've been accused of having a bias from somebody who came into the discussion with clearly a bias <laughs> <laughs> which you know i like irony we've, we've discussed this decent amount so um I need to explain to this gentleman that I only have one vote. So when I say it's, I, my mind is made up, that just means my mind is made up um, <laughs> on who I'm voting for. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll move on. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute when we talk about games, because I'm sure we'll talk about some of that stuff that we saw yesterday. Uh, well, Dominic, what was, I mean, it was pretty obvious what the most impressive thing of the day was, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, Marcus Burton put on a show. Although it was clear now, Fisher's replied to my tweet about um, kind of the best performer of the week, so to speak, which we do later in the podcast. He said something. Harrelson 
39, 35 points, nine assists, eight rebounds. Wasn't too bad either. I don't know which game that was. Was that last yeah. night? Do we think? Did he have 35 last night? Yeah. Yeah. That was against, yeah, that was against Bloomington North. Yeah. Against Bloomington North. And he was, I guess we'll talk about some of these games now, although poor Zach didn't go. I can throw some questions in there, though. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Harrelson was the best player on the floor, period, that game, which is, you know, better than JQ. I mean, that's JQ Roberts was on the, you know, Bloomington North. So we had two two legitimate high major players in the court. The interesting thing was, and I'm sure I'll say this now and something, you know, it'll, it'll be. JQ couldn't keep Harrelson in front of him. The the ironic thing was, and one thing I like about Harrelson is that he always takes, at least the games I go to, he always takes the other team's best player. And he deserves yep. a lot of credit for that. He did that last year to the best of my observation because, I mean, I was, you know, it's, I see a lot of their, you know, I see probably a handful of their games and they're all the, the good ones, you know, unless there's some obscure like – Monday or Thursday night game. Uh, Jalen always takes defensive challenges, and that's absolutely awesome. He had JQ tied up in fits yesterday, but earlier in the week he couldn't keep Orm in front of him, and Orm scored a lot going to the basket. And and I think that underscores some of the stuff that JQ still has. I guess that's kind of where I'm going with it. Is it's not trying to say Harrelson couldn't guard Orm, you know, it underscores the difference between Orm and, and JQ was I mean, JQ still has a lot of work to do skill wise to get to where he wants to be. And right. I, and as much as we see progress in him, I mean, I thought, did you like JQ's jump shot yesterday? Uh, not so much. You didn't <laughs> see, I did. I mean, it's I, a, well. As I mean, far it, as I guess know, I've seen maybe I've seen it more. I, I don't know how often you've seen him before the last year or so, but I guess I know where it's come from. And it just looked even in the the, the transition stuff. We had a couple pull ups, and I'm not talking about shot selection, right? Although I I like I didn't mind him. I I think certain kids should be allowed certain shots. I thought his mechanics looked smooth, a lot smoother. Uh, I like his release. It's it's definitely trending in the right direction. I, I guess so. That's, but his but putting the ball on the floor, um, changing speeds, changing directions. He had, he did have one nice move at the very end of the game, where he was able to to make a change and, and finish in traffic. <clears throat> um, but he didn't get that many opportunities. Uh, he didn't get that many opportunities against Harrelson, at least in the the, the stretch that I watched. And I got there. I think it was already ten to five, Fisher. So I don't know what happened before that. Yeah, he, and I guess what I was referring to is the shots going in the bucket. It's, oh, yeah. yeah, form and things like yeah, yeah, form, form and things like that. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't seen a ton of JQ in person before yesterday, but yeah, his form, and his shot, um, it is solid. You know, it's fine. I was, I was just guys were more referring to you know, shots going in the bucket, you know, type of thing. And there weren't a lot of them going in, especially in the first half. I think he did end with 19, a lot of that in the second half. I think he had four in the first half, but, but yeah. 
Yeah, he was um, – and JQ did a lot of his scoring late when the game yeah. was decided. Right. Uh, you know, in this case against them. Just like um, – well. They were um, – They, uh, I'm sorry, I'm doing bad radio, bad audio here, reading things on Twitter that are popping across here real quick. Um, I, I, I thought Harrelson did a hell of a job on him, and and that's again underscores. And, and Carnival did a really good job earlier in the week. We're going to talk about that game, I'm sure, or at least I am. Carmel did a really good job of getting Orm into space to take advantage of that situation to um, put Harrelson on an island and, and not allow much help. Not that he typically needs it, but when you're used to having it and all of a sudden you're moved into space and there is no help, it, that's a tough cover. And and that's where the difference between some instances and, and Fisher's does a good job with Jalen in this way too, of not just getting the ball to Jalen, letting him go do work. It's moving him into space to where he does have isolation, but you've made his defender work to get there. And, you know, we'll, we may even talk about some of that, the pros and cons of how that plays out when we get to our top games and kind of discuss how the Carmel Fisher's game ended. Um, Zach, what questions? You said you might have some questions. But... Oh, yeah, I was just going to go based on what games you guys are talking about. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't, you know, I think JQ's so Fisher, going to. Fisher's rolled pretty easily then, right? They did, yeah. 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 And Jalen, it was noticeable, was the best player on the floor. Yeah. As a sophomore. And it was no. one, one thing I wanted to clarify in, my, in the tweet that I sent out. It was not just the best prospect. Or like last year they played. You know, they played Lafayette Jeff. Jovan Buchanan was the best player on the floor. But you could still tell Harrelson ceiling, even though I think Buchanan's vastly under-recruited. I think he's proven that. Yeah, he's at, at Indiana really well. Westland. I will, yeah. Um, I think Harrelson was I – mean, I think Buchanan was the best player on the floor against Fishers last year. And Jalen guarded him and made, and made him work. And Buchanan was up to the task. It was – that was a fun matchup because that's a tough cover for Jalen physically. And and so would, so was JQ. And so was Sam. So was Orm. I mean, he's guarded bigger players who have perimeter skills. Uh, JQs are developing. Orm's probably a little bit more refined. And last year, Buchanan, it just wasn't, I mean, Jalen was a freshman. He was his first, it's probably their first big game last year. I well, maybe not. Ben Davis game probably was their first big game. So, um, what was the the first game was Norwell. That was not the first, first game. First game was yeah. North Davies and North Davies. Oh. Beach Grove yeah, and okay. Beach Grove. Yeah, then Norwell. Norwell waxed uh, Franklin Central. Norwell's just damn good. I, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We yeah, need yeah. to have Kyler here to defend himself when he. <laughs> But he said, okay, well, they're going to run that section. They're the only good yeah. team in it. I'm like, ah, eh, Norwell. Ugh. 
He didn't. Then, I don't think he knew Norwell was in it. I hope not. Norwell didn't Norwell already beat Oakill by twenty six or something. Yeah, that was yeah, that was not. But it was like a three point game at halftime. Ooh. So something. Were you, at, were you at that game? No, I wasn't. No? It was okay. What was I doing last? Oh, last weekend was the weekend I was going to end up at Brownsburg and <laughs> didn't make it. Yeah, and didn't make it because I was I'm too busy doing, doing flooring. Yeah, doing flooring and renovating this this old house, this old condo. Start my own show, this old condo. We don't have a lot of recruiting updates, which is why I thought it would be good to talk about yesterday's games specifically. Um, yeah, I was really surprised Crown Point beat Southport after what I saw last weekend against Penn. Yeah, Crown a... Crown Point, they were they were they were good, man. Uh Svetich. yeah, he was he was knocking shots down from three. Scoring at the rim, that the big kid—I don't have his name in front of me—but he was grab, yeah, he was grabbing rebounds over Lemba. Probably not Buke. Uh, I don't think he's only, playing that much. Yeah, he is. One he of play, he played last weekend. Oh, he did. He was about he was about six 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 seven. This kid. That's well, I hope it was Keaton. I hope it was Keaton. They was were it thirty one? Number they were just rotten last weekend against. That Penn. was Keaton Boot. Nice job, Keaton. Yeah. I I. There, I was told this summer he wasn't playing basketball. And I know he was on the roster, but I just assumed then he wasn't playing much and that you were going to say it was Michael Drohoski. But yeah, uh, Keaton. He was, okay, he was so, grabbing, right, he was grabbing rebounds this, on, on Lemba. Keaton is an extreme, Buke is an extremely physical kid. Yep. Every now and then, maybe a touch dirty. Not like he's trying to hurt people, but he's definitely putting pressure on referees to make calls. He's not afraid to. <laughs> knock somebody's block off the screen. Um, he's got a tr- he's got a wonderful motor. He just struggles to finish offensively, and that's kind of where the rubbers hit the road with his with his development. And then he had some injuries that really stymied his his development from a basketball perspective. I'm glad he's playing. He's a good kid. Uh, his his family's awesome, and. Uh, they, um, he's going to make a lot of money someday. He's going to be, he's going to make a lot of money someday. He's extremely smart and, uh, pretty, uh, pretty outgoing kid. He ain't going to have any issues growing when he gets older. Going to take over his dad's business and <laughs> someday probably too. Um, but they, yeah, they were just unimpressive against Penn last weekend. They, they made they zoned Southport and made them kind of work and and um and AJ Lux just kind of had a guy on him the whole time which kind of wrecked uh, Southport's help side at times where they're just completely all the way out on Lux yeah and he had he had 15 in the second half Lux did and he just makes it he just puts a lot of pressure on the defense because when he gets any type of room he's letting it go you know when you go no help on a kid we and we do that off and on in the summers. Um, who's the dude going to Michigan State? Um, hold on a second. I want to get this name real quick. We we played a kid this summer, and we we've done this. I've done this a lot over the years, where you just you go no you go no help on a kid. It, it's tough because uh, let's see, Gary Norman from Texas committed to Michigan State. We held him to four points. His fourth points, third and fourth points came 
in the final 30 seconds of the game. So we held him two points until that point. Isaac Higgs from Evansville writes, basically shut him down. We, we scouted out their actions for him and, and, and took everything away from him. Every catch, every catch was, we, we took away from him. He got a post up sometime in the second quarter. And then he got loose in transition late in the fourth. And that was it. And you, you put a lot of pressure on the other four guys. You're basically playing the rest of the game four and four. And that's tough for the defense. The, the fewer the players, the, the more opportunity for the offense. And it's, it's stuff we work on. And it, it's sometimes it's, it's not just something that you can do. And you have to have a – you have to have a special kid to do it, but you also have to have the other four guys be aware that there's a gap on the floor where there's no help coming. You know, and it, and sometimes it's tough for the offense to figure that out, the other team's offense, because they're trying to run their normal stuff and not realizing the impact of the gravity is is opening up air, you know, opportunities in other areas. Um, and, and, you know, you don't always win those games. We, we did though. We did this once to Scotty Thurman, who was, who ended up at Arkansas. We did not win that game. It was a tight game though. And then the guy doing that, the Thurman was completely screwed when he caught the ball, when Thurman caught the ball, because he was by far our worst ball defender, but he was the one kid in our team that we could put on the other team's best kid and say, he's not catching it. Cause he just would completely solely focused on on one thing and in Higgs's case Higgs could guard a little bit so it wasn't even if Gary got their ball he wasn't going to completely blow him by off the dribble so but yeah it's tough going no help on a kid because it just opens up a part of the floor and if the other other team isn't and maybe maybe that's where the maybe that's where Crown Point did a better job they maybe they were able to find gaps and take advantage of that yeah, Svet Svetich had a couple uh, back cuts to the mm -hmm. rim where they where the lane was kind of open, and he finished at the rim. And I was really impressed with him. I think he is a junior. He had a he had a really nice game for Crown Point. And that's where that's where that goes is back cuts, curl cuts, yep. uh, rejecting screens, putting Lux on. In this case, putting Lux on one side of uh, you know one side, put him behind the ball screen, so he's the lift man. But then rejecting that screen, I don't know if Crown Point took it, you know, was able to get take advantage of that. But typically, your best shooter is going to be your your lift guy, unless you're IU and you make it race Thompson. <laughs> but you know, one way to take advantage of that no help situation is to is to take Limbo in this case, take Limbo out from the floor, and then have whomever. Uh, reject the screen and now there's no help because the the lift guys it, it's his defender that's supposed to help right if there's no help there's no help it's just crazy that that that, that much that just over a week that they were able to do something way different than what they did against Penn because at Penn they, I would have said they would have got smacked by 20 well, they, I was going to say Swan had them ready because, I mean, the bench was up. They were, I mean, they were into it. They were hustling all over the court and it seemed like Southport was kind of still trying to 
trying to wake up a little bit type of thing. So they Swan definitely had them ready and they were fired up and and it worked out for them. Well, and if well. Keon Miller's not hitting his shot, yeah, then they've only got Dantzler who can score from range and score off the dribble. Yeah, he had a good game, six threes, 28 points for Dantzler. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, got looking back at the looking back at the game, I saw Svetich had nine points. Oh, for yeah. some three, four rebounds. Like, I I I knew who he was, but I wouldn't have I wouldn't have said, oh, he's going to go off next time I see him. I mean, Hanlon, who comes off the bench for Southport, can shoot it, but he has to be clean. Yeah, he didn't. I don't think he hit a three. Pierce for it. Field didn't yeah. hit a three, and so then they um, then they've got no one else but but Dantzler. Yeah. I think Dantzler hit six, and then and I'm talking about from range. I mean, obviously yeah. Pinkston can score, but he's yeah, and Limba can score, but that's got to be completely paint oriented. And and when when Southport got into the middle of Crown Point zone, which wasn't a lot, but when they did, you know, they were able to get into the middle, take a dribble, and throw a lob to Limba for a dunk, or drop yeah. it off to Limba for a layup. And they just every time they got to the middle, they 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 scored, but they didn't get there very much. I, I thought Iams uh, last night when Penn went to their junk, their one their junk. I call them junk zones. Their one two two matchup, their or not their matchup, but their one two two trap. trap. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought Iams should have been at least you know an option in the middle because you put your best playmaker in the middle of that. But I get it too. Then you're you're figuring out what are you going to do with with Rehart? Is he going to is he going to play in the dunker spot? Is he going to is he going to widen out and hit you know the short corner or the th- or the three point line? He's not really doesn't have that range or hasn't just demonstrated that range yet. I I don't know. I would have put Imes in there, and I've coached kids. I, KJ Walton at Brownsburg hated playing in the middle of zones like that. Hated it. And I'm like, dude, that's where you should thrive. I mean, and not all kids can do it. They catch the ball at their back of the basket, and they don't know what to do. I got to imagine Marcus Burton would have been just fine in there. Like, I know he has. I've seen it because you see a lot of that junk stuff in the summer. And I just call it junk just because it's it's meant to junk up the other team's offense. And it worked because Zionsville was com- completely thrown off balance. It's that was the turning point. Yeah, absolutely. It was the turning point. I mean, they had sort of climbed back into it, right? Or they had made it respectable. And then they went to the one, two, two. And then that was. All of a sudden, uh, Snively and their other shooters shots weren't, weren't as comfortable when they well, went he into was, that. He was much better yesterday than he was against Carmel Snively. Yeah, he was. And uh, sad that I didn't realize he was a sophomore until yesterday. I, you know, I just wasn't paying attention, but I thought he and Snively and McGuire Mitchell got off to good starts, and they—that's a nice wing duo. They're both about six four. That's a they nice stroke, tandem. They were stroking it, man, until yeah. they went to that trap, and then they got a little uncomfortable, and then started turning it over, and shots weren't falling like they were, and Penn came roaring back. But the back and forth in the second half was. Snively and Mitchell hit shots. Yeah. All I know is that Penn last night, Zach, was down 21 to 1. Yep. 
<clears throat> and from that point on, Marcus Burton scored more than Zionsville. It was the Marcus Burton show yeah. after that. Love it. It was that, that was one of my big questions last week was how he was going to handle Logan Imes and that length that he has. I think that was uh, answered. Uh, answered that Asked really and well, answered. Yeah. Has been answered. <laughs> Asked and answered. And now I'm being told that. Funny, I'll we won't hear this till tomorrow. I'm being told that Indianapolis guards wouldn't wouldn't allow Burton score 38. Dancer being one of the guys referred to, and Svetich scored 24. So, hmm. I think Burton would f- find a way to score 14 more points if he needed to, or he'd have seven more assists, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of think Zionsville made the decision that Burton can't beat us by himself. And that's that's a that's a something to consider, you know. Sometimes, but then it happened. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, Joey Garwood had what two points. Joe Smith had four. Yeah. Dom Dom Bonner off the bench had eleven, and that was, that was about he was it. their second best offensive player. Yeah. So was it a, th- a case of through, we're gonna, we'll three, let Marcus three quarters? We'll let Marcus beat us, but nobody else, and that didn't work either. No, Gar, <laughs> Gar Garwood had his shots in the corner. He just couldn't hit him. Smith they had some shots. They just they weren't, weren't going getting. In. They weren't getting great looks. They were they were mildly contested. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's Gatete had some opportunities right at the rim that he finished one, and then he another one he got stripped out of bounds on him. And yeah, Durda had some. Yeah, Durda had some had a, a possession where he had about three looks right at the rim and couldn't finish, and it was just no one else could do much. Yeah. Yesterday. Um. Yeah, Burton was just was kind of fabulous yesterday. I think. Wait, and, I was like, I was gonna say, why can't we just leave it at that? Like, why does it have to go? Like, well, if Indianapolis, like, come, like, just the well, kid, I did. The no, that, is, they were replying to me. Yeah, I know. No, I no, tweeted, no. "Mr. Right. Basketball's been decided tonight." That's, yeah. That's, I no, don't I expect know. everybody to like. Okay, you're you're right. Yeah. I mean, that's. But if you understand the voting dynamic of how this thing plays out, which we'll probably have a whole podcast committed to that, we do every year. I think so far we have every year so far. Well, and you're right. If 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 he's going to sweep the North, if it was Xavier Booker going off last night, everybody would be saying the same thing about him. Well, at least yeah, the one guy arguing with me, who clearly doesn't think Cathedral's throwing the ball the right people, even though Tibbs and Jake Davis both had good games. I'm trying to figure out. In that and didn't game, Tibbs have slot. a 28 point or 30 point game earlier in the week? Yeah, against Centerville. I was trying to figure out, Jim, why Slaughter oh. is just sitting on the bench, you know, the, for almost the whole third quarter. I was like, oh, I that's our guy, too. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I mean, he, he got in and played, but it's like, I don't know why, was, why, why is he on the bench to start the second half until a minute left in the third? And I mean, I think I, Delaney's I still trying to figure some things out there. I, but, but like, a, what Dominique said, was he easily the better option to have in the game? Is that what you're saying? Not yesterday. No. He was not nearly as effective yesterday as he was against Brubuff. Well, and, and just, you know, maybe. He had some turnovers and some bad, probably some tough decisions. And, I mean, he's stronger than both those sophomore guards. Although Kennedy is a hell of a defender. Kennedy's did it. I, I thought he, I like how he defends. And he was. 
he made life rough for for Sheridan Sharp when he was in there. And I mean, but it's not like Ben Davis lacks options. I mean, it's I mean, that that game went that game other than maybe the point spread was super competitive, super athletic. It wasn't nearly as ragged as the Burbuff Cathedral game. It wasn't nearly as ragged as the Ben Davis Southport game. Um, I mean, we'll get to see Sharp against Burton here in a couple weeks, too. Yeah. yeah. The Hall of Fame. Yep. Yep. And you know, you know Ben Davis is going to throw the kitchen sink at him. Oh, yeah. That's gonna but be they, that's gonna be a hard game for Penn, really hard, especially especially the other, especially the other guys they, for Penn. You know, and they have, have more bodies. Up. They have more athletic bodies to throw at him than Penn does, or than yeah. Zionsville does. Yeah, I think Dowdy's got, might have his way in the post, but we'll see. Yeah, he's well, he's yeah. he's not yeah he's not a back to basket guy. I mean, he's he'll have an easier time than he did against. I mean, he had some he did have some shots. I mean, Booker got him a couple times. Uh, but but Zane went over his right shoulder with his right hand instead of his left hand. That's got to be figured out in film. If you're going to go over your right shoulder, you've got to go to your left, or you've got to come back with a double move or something. His uh his last two his dad listens so he'll his dad listens so he'll get that little tidbit and they'll figure out if I'm if I call if I saw it right or not. I was gonna say the last two weeks he's went up against Badunga and Booker, so I think it's probably good, he's had yeah. good games in both games. He just look, he's never he's never going to be a primary post option. He's always going to be secondary action guy, and he's damn good at it. Other than getting the technical, which was I don't know, given the given the the game, the emotion of that moment, in the game, just let it go. Yeah, I I didn't like was, either technical called. There was a little riffraff at halftime with some of the fans and the coaches at Cathedral, so I don't know if they were trying to just not let it get out of control or anything. I don't know if they are pretty tight after halftime or what, but, yeah, I, I agree with the technical there. Nothing wrong with a little head tap sometimes. And, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it, but just stuff like that happens, and it does – it can lead to some butt-hurt feelings, which then – bleeds over into other things, but I don't think it's going to happen Cathedral versus Ben Davis. I don't know. I, I, I guess if if a referee is going to say that's – I'm making that call to make sure it doesn't escalate, I, I guess I'm okay with that. But but then Jake Davis got the tech, and I thought that was silly. Unless he said some, unless he said the magic word, I, I don't think that – I mean, the referee that called the tech wasn't even the referee Jake was talking to. And by that point, Jake wasn't talking to the referee. He was probably talking to his teammate or just speaking out loud as he was walking down the court away from the referee that he was talking to. And the other referee then who was in front of him who wasn't involved in the discussion at all, at least in the moment I was paying attention, maybe there was something earlier I missed, rings him up and it's just like, eh, that's just silly. Yeah, I didn't get that one either on Davis. Yeah, I agree. We're we talking about that game now. What, Ben Davis Cathedral? Yeah. Yeah, we've been we're kind of all back, over. Yeah, we've been yeah. weaving back and forth. Okay, okay. Come on, Zach. <laughs> Keep up, because that that was Ben Davis pretty much start to finish. 
Cathedral got Cathedral got back in within six and maybe but somewhere Davis, in it was yeah, it was never so it was never like, oh, this is Ben Davis done, done deal. No. Well, okay. at half no. it was 40, right. 42, 26. So that's a pretty oh. solid lead. But then yeah. they get they get get it right back to about cut, six, or I think, in third. Yeah, they cut it, they cut that thing down to six or seven in a hurry. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did, but that was my lock of the week, so I was real happy about that game. No, Carmel had Ben Davis down last year, eighteen to two, and that game wasn't over. And it wasn't over. It went to overtime. Yeah. KJ Wyndham looked good then. Oh, KJ he had five Wyndham. threes in the first quarter. Uh, uh, so yeah, Wyndham and to my guy on Twitter saying that Booker did a great job guarding Dowdy. Dowdy, uh, Wyndham and Dowdy. Ben Davis had twenty five points. Wyndham had fifteen. Dowdy had ten. They were a hundred percent of their offense up to that point. And I I lost track of what Dowdy was doing when he had 19 points and I think 11 rebounds. So <laughs> I'd say Zane had a good game. We're going to act like he was guarded well. He was not guarded well. Because he understands one thing, clearly, that a lot of big kids don't. If you want the ball, go rebound it. Right. <laughs> That's And I've said often about Zane, the things he does well for Ben Davis, he can do well in Valpo. You know, and I, I think he's how he handles defensive assignments that aren't just guarding the post. And, you know, that stuff remains to be seen. I mean, you know, he, I, th I would project that he could handle it well. Talking about ball screen coverage, especially any type of exchange, handoff, pinch post stuff, whatever, you know, all the different mechanisms that you get when you have big to little exchanges meant to create bad switches or mismatches or whatever, or big men hedging out on quicker guys and picking up fouls. I think he can handle all of that. And I think he can rebound at any level. He playing the big 10 and average eight rebounds a game. And a few blocks. Yeah. He was really good game. I mean, he'd be undersized. I mean, he'd be a little undersized in the Big Ten, but, but you know, my, you know what I'm getting at. There's kids that are like that. They just whatever they do, what they do, and that's, and it translates. And I don't think he's going to go to Valpo and all of a sudden become the center point of their offense. He's not the center point of Ben Davis's offense. He's not even their second option. But he gets nope. the ball. Knows his role, right, and gets things done, yeah. Yep, knows his role, gets things done, gets the ball. And he understands, get the ball. See ball, get ball. I mean, he's a hell of a lot smarter than that. I mean, you could run any sort of intricate, intricate offense you want, and he would be fine in it in terms <clears throat> of function and execution. But he understands two things, see ball, get ball. And it just happens also that he has a strong enough body to do that. And he's athletic, and I mean, he's got a lot of physical tools. But there's a lot of kids with physical tools who don't rebound the ball. Who don't crash the offensive glass. That's just effort, motor. It's just, it's controllable. And Dowdy does it as well as anybody. Jalen Harrelson does it as well as anybody, too. And I was impressed with, we're weaving in and out now. I was impressed with Roberts's effort. Dominique, were you? Would, I thought he played hard. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Absolutely. 
they just don't have a lot. We did yeah. our preview, Zach. And I, him, yeah. I had him in the, I had him in the tenth spot just because of JQ, and I basically claimed ignorance. I mean, I it shouldn't have done it. It's just four A's too deep to be messing with this stuff. I said I don't know how they're gonna what they're gonna do with their backcourt, but they'll patch something together. And I, you know, after watching them yesterday, they need to keep working because they really had no no shot against Fishers. Fishers controlled that game almost from the tip. But, you know, Harrelson was fabulous. All right, quick recruiting updates, right? We got to, we want to roll through this. Let's do this. You have them. Did I, did I send it to you? Nope. Hold on. There you go. I'll send it to Dominique too. You go ahead and read them off and we'll, if we need to chat about any of them. I got one quick thing to say about them and that's okay. it. Uh, let's see. One commitment, four offers. Pinkston, Jaden Pinkston. We talked about him just briefly today. Uh, Southport guard. He was somewhere else last year, right? He was at Tenley. Tenley, that's right. He and his brother transferred. I'm I'm guessing the transfer probably had as much to do with football as it did basketball, to be real blunt. Okay. okay. Because, I mean, Pinkston's a physical specimen. And I'll you finish that, and then I'll get to my Pinkston thing because sure. that's where I, where I was going to go with it anyway. Okay, uh, twenty twenty three guard Jane Pinkston from Southport, uh, Anderson offer, and also a NAI offer from IU East. I think that'd be a good fit for him. Uh, for Woods or Pinkston, do what both for, for Pinkston? You mean? Yeah. yeah go on. Uh, no, also, no offense to them. I got an opinion on that. Go on. Okay. Also, Keon Miller from Southport. I don't know if you mentioned him this morning. Uh, Anderson offer as well. Uh, Devon Woods from Pike, IU East offer. And then a, a commit this week was Connor, how do you say the last name, Husong? Husong. Husong from Tipton. I know we've talked about him quite it a bit. It might be Husong. Talked about mm-hmm. him. He got uh, or committed to Olivet Nazarene, NAI in Illinois. If I'm a low, if I'm a D1 school, I'm putting and and Pinkston wants to play basketball in college. I'm getting him and putting him in a prep, a post grad prep school. And tell him you do nothing but work on your jump shot. Or maybe I get him and redshirt him and do nothing but work on his jump shot, <laughs> because he's got everything else. He is a lockdown defender. He rebounds his position well. He is unselfish especially in space like in transition he he sees people I think he's got to learn a little bit how to play without the basketball and offense but who who was guarding Lux yesterday Dominic? Uh, he was on him uh, but they did it just seemed like they, they would switch as well in yeah. the middle of the offense and switch and it just seemed like the guy who switched on him just knew, like, we're not helping off him regardless. But Pinkston was on him quite a bit. Um, but he he had a couple fouls yesterday where he just was reaching with the wrong hand and just yeah. kind of getting it, kind of getting impatient. He ended up fouling out of the game. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that, late he can get impatient. But yeah. And yeah. when you do the no help <laughs> thing, you, you don't put your best defender on that player. Sometimes this is going to sound like an insult. 
sometimes you put your worst offender on him because that because that guy and it may be your it's like when I mentioned that Scotty Thurman incident, we definitely put our worst offender on him. But he was also a kid. Again, you just follow him around. You put your head, you put your nose in his belly button. You don't even worry about the ball and you just go. Uh, with Higgs, he just, of our three perimeter players, he just was our worst of the three. So it, was, it wasn't like he's our worst offender because he wasn't. But of the guys that, and then when we went, when we subbed off the bench, the guy we subbed in, Usually we put on we we put on Gehrig and again chased him through screens and didn't let him catch the ball. It's but you can't put Pink I mean, putting Pinkston on that situation takes him away from a lot of good things on defense. I, I guess I just wouldn't do it. I, I mean I get I get the instinct is to put your best defender on the other team's best guy, but if you're gonna go no help it's like in the NFL you put your best cornerback on the other team's second best receiver and then you double their best one. That's that's how you do that. At least that's how Belichick does it. Who uh did that Joe way you're taking that way you're taking away two players. Joe with, Smith with, guard uh Logan Imes. They have good um, He was on him for, to, for some to start of that. the to start the game it was Burton. Oh really? Okay. I started to write a little preview for that game in our preview stuff. And I should have done it Friday night so that way I was a little more prepared. Then I realized, well, if I write for one, I gotta write for all seven of these damn things. And ended up getting lazy and not doing it. I wrote and then erased. I fully expect Imes to be on Burton and and for Burton to not be on Imes. And <laughs> it was the opposite. <laughs> Yeah, as I was say, I think Imes picked him up in the second half, didn't he? He did, Burton. and Dominique or uh, uh, Mitchell McGuire guarded Burton in the first half. Imes picked him up in the second half, so Imes did a much better job on him and I, than what, and I, than what I Mitchell thought, did. I thought Imes was, would pick him up from the beginning when I we talked about it last week. Yeah, he did not. It was McGuire Mitchell. So, a mistake? I don't know. I mean, they were ahead 21-1. to 1, And early on, it was working. And then something flipped on Burton, and shit was done. But, yeah, if I'm, if I'm a low D1 school, I'm getting I'm getting hold of Jaden Pinkston. I'm redshirting him for a year. I'm putting him in the prep school I trust. And I'm nothing but outside jumpers. You're getting up 500 shots a day, at least four or five days a week, and you're you're going to come out the other side a two way wing. I mean, Pinkston's got elite level athleticism, and he might play football in college. I don't know what his prospects are there, but but I'm kind of guessing that's why he and his brother transferred it was because of the football thing. All right, let's move on. Best game. Anybody got anything else before I? I don't want to completely dictate. If you got an opinion on the, any of that stuff, the recruiting stuff, I'm nope. good to go. Nope, let's go. Best games, best team, best player perform, best team performance, best player performance. 
Zach, did you get any? Did you get anything this week? No, nothing. Unfortunately, nothing. You're, you're just out. You're just out. Just out. <laughs> you were going. What game were you going to go to? Uh, I was going to do uh, Brownsburg Chesterton last night up here. Oh shit! Yeah, we know. need to fire your dad. Your dad I mean, or her dad? Your dad. We need to fire dad, your yeah, dad. My yeah. dad. I don't even. How did that end up last night? Does anybody know? Brownsburg won. Okay. Brownsburg won by I think eleven. Okay. Nine or yeah, eleven. It was, I think. Yeah, it was something like that. That was one of my picks. It was actually, also. I mean, it was a tight game. It looked like, at least from the scores that were coming in. Yeah, I still would have gone to that game. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get, come on now. I mean, I'd been, that'd have been me. Like, I'd, I'd have been like, oh, it was nice seeing you guys. I'll be home at 10 o'clock. I feel you, Zach. I'm, I'm I feel you. <laughs> Thank I'm you. With you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm an only child. I'm an only grandchild. My whole family lives lived here in Carmel. So, uh, best game, Dominique. Best game of the week for you. Uh, Penn and Zionsville last was night. It? Yeah, yeah, that was that was certainly the best game. Like we've we've talked about. Have we talked about uh, that game yet? Uh, a little bit, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, like I said, twenty-one to one off the bat, and then it was really Marcus. You know, Marcus Burton show. And like I said earlier, I think that half-court trap that Penn put on really changed the game. It just gave Penn even more energy, flying around, getting turnovers, made them a little bit more uncomfortable, made Zionsville a little bit more uncomfortable. They started turning it over. They started getting in transition a little bit. Um, Burton just had it cooking. And uh, like I said, the other guys for Penn were not did not have good games. Scarwood and Smith really couldn't get anything going. None of them hit any threes. They were They were contested. Um, but the X factor was definitely Dom Dominic Bonner off the bench. Yeah, he came in and had 11 points and uh, definitely provided some a little bit of offense. Um, but Burton certainly carried him and just like we talked about before, he did his ability to just take over games. I mean, he just took over the game and uh, su- super impressive. Bonner just kind of shoved not not badly Rehar out of the way for a rebound once. And then put it back up. Like yeah, they call, thought they should have called a foul. I mean, it was he. He was yeah. He's oddly effective around the paint. I don't recall him hitting a jump shot. No, I think everything was right. Like you said, right there at the rim on a dump off or just kind of a loose ball, pick it up and put it right in. So, but he was big for him. He was. They needed it. So they needed somebody to do something. I think I'm sticking with my top game of the week. It's saw Carmel. some good ones. Shoot. I did, yeah. After last week, was, yeah, this week was much better. Saw some really good games this week. Kudos to them, by the way. Thanks for making my week fairly, uh, fairly entertaining. Like the Carmel Fishers game was fun. I mean, it's a county rival. It's it's a it's a sectional rival. It is. Talk to uh, talk to Garrett Weiniger and the little media room after the after their game last night and he asked if there had ever been a time where that sectional had been as wide open as it as it appears to be this year and and I, I mean I guess we're talking about class basketball era I I think the answer is probably it, no it's it's probably not I mean it's probably as wide open as it's ever been because obviously there's 
you know, there's three teams that are definitely probably viewed as a favorite now, but I still think Carmel, Noblesville, and and uh, Fishers. I de- I definitely think, and, or Zionsville. Zionsville's there. Like, geez, let's not forget them. <laughs> it's not due to Nor. It's not due to Zionsville what Kyler did to Norwell. Jeez. But I mean, Westfield's probably going to be still going to be a presence, and and it's not like HSC doesn't have talent. I don't know if HSC can roll off two or three in a row, but they're definitely good enough that they can knock off one of those teams. And every year there's been a surprise. They just do what? They just beat North Central. HSC HSC just beat North Central over the weekend. Yeah, so they definitely can. They definitely can get a, get a game in there. But like you said, two or three. I'm not sure about that. But yeah, HSC will be will be wanting that uh, Westfield on Friday night or a bye with you know Westfield upsetting somebody. I mean, Westfield's going to be good. I mean, Romax a load. That's it's going to be. So the answer to that question publicly is no. It's pretty wide open. I think the whole season is wide open. This goes back to what Zach and I were saying last year constantly is everybody last year had strong group of juniors and now they're all seniors. And it, it's, uh, it, it's kind of playing out that way. I don't, I don't think anybody's above reproach this year. And Ben Davis still stands undefeated. And right now Noblesville's undefeated. They took down Anderson last night. Same with Brownsburg undefeated. Brownsburg is undefeated. And I like that they all play each other, kind of, or at least in and around each other. I know Carmel plays that Brownsburg later. Obviously, Ben Davis Cathedral. They Ben Davis plays Carmel later. I'd be shocked if anybody goes through unscathed. But so the Carmel game. I mean, Fishers. It was it was kind of back and forth, but Fishers had the biggest lead of the game at seven. They had that lead twice, and I thought when they had it the second time, I thought, well, crap, this may not be Carmel's night. They're not really getting a whole lot going on. Orm was was driving effectively, but that was about it. And and then Orm kind of willed them willed them back in, and then from that point on, it was back and forth. It it went into overtime. I think both the end of regulation and the end of overtime, their their shot clock would have definitely changed how that played out because there would have been more possessions. Fishers held the ball for the final minute 38 of overtime and called timeout with, I want to say, 14 seconds left, maybe. Yeah, 14 seconds left. And Carmel did a good job of sniffing out the action and Orem super, super long. Got his hands on the basically Harrelson sliced over some screens, cut across the entire width of the floor, and I think it was John Anthony who threw it the was. pass. It was, yeah. And Orm just got his hand on it and batted it. Was able to bat it away from Jalen well enough to get into the get into the ball and and go down and score. And then watching the video that I took from the angle where I was. I went back and watched the end of that. <laughs> I was I was almost equally impressed with how Jared Bonds was ready defensively. Like he wasn't celebrating; he was locked in, boy. 
he was locked in and he was convinced he was definitely intent on not letting Harrelson get around him. And he was also intent on not letting his hands touch Jalen. And he was an orm sort of corralled him over and, and Harrelson it didn't get up a great look, but still, you know, those shots go in sometimes and they could have just as equally lost the game. Um, but it was fun. And uh, only to be outdone kind of by what Noblesville did to Carmel Friday night. That was a fun game. I just picked the Tuesday game because Carmel won. So <laughs> I have that at my discretion. Uh, your most impressive team performance, Dominique. I got to go with Ben Davis last yeah. night. Um, yeah, I mean, I've had him number one in my preseason uh, 4A preview. I've thought the whole, you know, since June, really, that they got four seniors coming back so that, are, that start for them. I think this is their year. They play with so much passion and fire and, and play together. They got so many guys who can do things. You know, there are three guards with Sharp, Wyndham, Clay Butler, and Mark Zachary off the bench can, can handle the ball and make plays, right? You, you look at some of these other teams, they only got – you know, maybe one couple guys who can really make plays. You can give them the ball and they can go do something. And I think Ben Davis has four of those guys. Um, and then they obviously had Zane Doughty and and um, man, they they were Sean. they were impressive. Yeah, Sean Arnold. Arnold. Yeah, Sean Arnold. And yeah, they they were they were really impressive. And um, and yeah. They, uh, I know they've had a couple games this year where, like against Southport, went to overtime. It was kind of ugly a little bit, like you said, four. And Pike was a close game. But I think when they put it all together and they're locked in, man, they're really hard to beat. I guess because you picked Ben Davis, I'll go a different direction. I'm probably going to go with Noblesville Friday night. Yeah. they. I like their movement. Offensively, I liked how they were getting guys shots. Uh, I liked uh, they did a great job of getting Alma Dover in space. Carmel did not do a great job until the fourth quarter of helping out off screeners on Alma Dover. Uh, I'm not entirely sure they did a great job with him being left-handed. Sometimes you got to over over help. You got to over recover. You know, especially when a kid is as heavy one direction as he is. But, uh, you know, you still got to be talented to put 22 up in three quarters. And then when they took him away, he was making decisions. And, Cooper, you know, Cooper Bean hit, I, I want to say hit all three of his threes in the fourth quarter. He may have hit one in the third, but he hit one early. He hit one midway through the fourth. And then, of course, he hit the game-winning shot at the end when Alma Dover wasn't open. So that's it's good to see that evolution in, in his game where he okay, Grant absolutely they called the play for him. It wasn't there. He found the open guy and Cooper stepped into it and, and nailed it. Uh, I thought they were effective at contesting Carmel at the rim. Uh, Aiden Brewer was was good. Preston Roberts, when he came in, he was coming off of a couple game suspension and was getting hit and miss minutes. But I thought they both did a good job of, of making things rough when guys like Bonds and, and Orm would get to the basket. Lots of points left on the board. Lots of uh, three-point plays that could have been had, but the ball didn't go in. 
you know, and so we're getting Carnival's getting two instead of three, or maybe just getting one instead of three. They missed free throw. And and Noblesville was probably defended the perimeter as well as I've seen them def- as this group, as well as I've seen this group defend the last three years. And perimeter defense has been a real issue with this group. Obviously, two years ago when they're playing a lot of sophomores, they're even you know their older guys weren't great defensively either. Last year, the, their perimeter was not good defensively. This year, it's it's stepped up, and those guys are taking that side of the ball seriously, and it showed. I don't know if if that's early season, if that's big game against Carmel. I mean, all of Noblesville's games have been pretty big so far. I mean, Columbus East not so much, but but Fisher's Anderson Carmel, that's as good a start as any. You're talking about some of the better teams, at least some of the teams we thought were the better teams in the state. So I'm going to go with Noblesville top team performance, mostly just because you also picked Ben Davis. Right. Hey, I had a I had a college coach yesterday tell me that he reached out to Bellarmine for them to look at Alma Dover. Yeah. <laughs> That's your school, Bellarmine, I know, Jim. Yeah, they can <laughs> jump off a tall bridge. Um, Dang. Well, hey. When Sorry, you question continue. somebody's parenting because they choose to commit to another school, it's, I don't have a whole lot of time for that. I'll never back down from that. That was the most egregious response to a commitment I've ever heard. Um, Seems a little over the top. It was definitely over the top. We don't need to re relitigate that now, but, you know. They they got my phone number. If it, somebody gets the gets if this gets to their ears again, I mean it's you know anyway. Yeah, I I don't know about that. I I I need to see more defensively. And now he's got he's got good spring. Definitely has good spring. Yeah, he does yes for sure. And he's going to have to show more with his right. He's going to play. I mean, he's not impacting games like Suter impacted games. And there were people that didn't think Pete could play at that Bellarmine. <laughs> Come on, I think he's starting. Doesn't he start there? Yeah, yeah I was gonna say. Yeah, I don't know about that, but if I'm a Division two school, I'm definitely recruiting him. Best player performance. I'll let you go. Yeah, I mean it's we've talked about it enough, but I just it's hard to really not say Marcus Burton. Um, I mean, just I said we've talked about it a lot, but I mean, just scoring at all all levels, man, it just kind of took over the game from three. I think he had four threes. His his handle and into his pull up is just hard because you're you know as a defender you're trying not to let him get around you, obviously. So you're kind of your momentum's pushing you back, and then he stops on a dime and gets off the ground and even kind of fades back sometimes and just splashes them in your eye. And it's just like, can't really do much with it. And at the rim, um, you know, he's finishing over. I think he had a nice finish over uh Rehart, six, nine, uh, jumping up into him, kind of hanging and floating and finishing right over him. So it's just 
hard to hard to mess with the guy like that. And defensively, even like I don't know about on ball defense, but I mean off the ball, I mean he's in passing lanes. He's he's reading things um, as a defender off the ball. I mean he's he's his hands are quick. He's getting deflections. He's taking it from the guy who you know his his guy he's defending, and he just yeah he. He, he put on a put on a show, and uh, I think he made a statement yesterday for people that have never seen him. I think I'm going to succumb to peer pressure, and say, again, since you took Burton, I was going to let you go first because it's, you know, I don't want to take the same guys. We we should talk about other people. I mean, I and I guess we yeah. talk about Jalen Harrelson enough, don't we? I mean, he was he was equally impressive, I thought against. Bloomington North yesterday, so I'm going to go with him. I'm going to pick him as as the top player performance of the week. Uh, I mean, I would have gone with Burton, but you did, right? And it's it's not yeah. like we won't we will it's not like we won't talk about Jalen. He's yeah, he was he was right there for me too. It's just the magnitude of the game, right? That game was in you know and was was over pretty much you know after the first quarter, so. Uh, obviously, just magnitude of the game. That Penn game was obviously close all the way through, and yeah, those type of things. But yeah, Jalen was right there for me too. He was in control. They were in control. He was. I, I love his half court decision making. I, I love how self how unselfish he is. I love his vision. It's just a lot to like. I mean, it's it's. And again, it's a difference between him being groomed as a perimeter player the entire time versus JQ, where it's coming. You know, once he gets to high school. And I, I think JQ is going to be fine at at Vanderbilt, but I mean Harrelson was just just a step above. Zach, where are you, are you getting the games this week? Yes. Where are you going this week? This week I'm checking out uh, Michigan City's coming to Mishawaka on Tuesday night. See them. Uh, uh, I'm not sure Friday yet. Maybe head over to. Uh, Gary 21st, they play Hammond. Uh, and then Saturday, hopefully get to see Gary Westside. They, they're coming to Mishawaka Marion. Check out both of those guys also. Dominique, where are you going this week? Friday, Carroll at Wayne High School. Um, Wayne's got some decent young guys, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're, I think they're 2-0 and this year. And uh, – yeah, they got a couple of sophomores, a junior and a senior, about four kids that start for them that have, have been really good this year so far. And then Carol is just God, you can't lose you can't have two more heartbreakers than 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 Carol's have the last uh Friday, Saturday night. Just unbelievable. Um, saw that buzzer beater against Columbia City. Jeez. That was unreal. Unbelievable. So Carol's uh, still at two um, wins, right? <laughs> What'd you say, Jim? It cut out on me. Carol's still at two wins, right? Ah, oh, still at two, man. She they really two? easily could be could be four and zero, oh, but okay. two and two. But um, I'll be there, and then I'm I might get to a game Saturday, or I might get earlier in the week. I'm just not 100 percent sure yet. But that I one mean, for sure, Friday. Carol beats Carmel later this year. I'm going to take a lot of crap for that, aren't I? <laughs> Probably not happening, but yeah, you will. All right. I'm I'm hoping to get. Maybe see Wayne uh, Saturday night also at Columbia City. Did you answer me? Wayne's got some decent young guys. 
Yeah. Yeah. Did I hear? I mean, yeah. I, I didn't, if you did answer me, I didn't hear you. Yeah. Chase, Chase Bone. Is that where Byron, is that where Byron's office. coaching? Byron Pickens? Yeah. Pickens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Chase Barnes and Henry Dillard, H.J. Dillard, they're both sophomores. And then uh, Javon Lewis as well, the junior, left-hander. We got problems this week. We got serious problems this week. Tuesday night, Tipton and McConaughey. Definitely heading to that game. Uh, Friday night. Probably Carmel North Central. Probably Carmel North Central. <laughs> uh, Noblesville Westfield looks pretty good too, but probably Carmel North Central. Saturday night, completely screwed. Brownsburg Ben Davis or Carmel and Kokomo? Ooh. Ooh. Right, you can't do you can't do two Carmel nights in a row, right? Or not can two? Oh, well, I mean, I'm allowed. It's not like I'm gonna get oh. fired. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't know. I'll probably end up at Brownsburg on Saturday night, or Benton Central. Try what? I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> Certainly not yeah. bad options. Those aren't yeah, those aren't bad options. I can't go wrong either way. Probably not. I probably will end up at Ben Davis. I'll probably do it because I'll the, the deciding factor is two undefeated teams. I don't we're gonna I'm gonna come out with power rankings this this week again. We probably will do it every other week. So if you guys want some wanna send me your thoughts on like your lists on some of that. I mean, I've got my own opinion, of course. I mean, Cathedral's not going to be lower than two. I'll tell you that right now. I didn't see anything yesterday to make me think they still weren't one of the top top two teams on paper. I agree with that. I think that's where people get confused. And they, somebody was saying Cathedral could drop down to fifth. I'm like, there ain't four teams better than them. Not on a, <laughs> not on a nightly basis. I mean, they might lose four games, but there's not there's not four teams better than them on paper. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how they handle the slaughter stuff. I do think they're better with him in there, but he was not as good yesterday as he was against Prabuff. I and think I he was if... kind of forcing it a little bit. Um, well, I, I don't know if that's a result of him knowing that he, he's not he's not getting a ton of minutes. I got to do something while I can, or what well, the case well, might I, be. I don't think it's that. I I, th- I do think it's his eagerness to impact the game. Yeah. So I mean that's. But I think that would happen even if he started. I think that would happen even if he started. I, I do think the difference between the difference between Brabuff and maybe Penn is that Julius Smith and and Marcus Burton probably have quicker hands and and maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit better defensive instincts than the the top of you know, the help that's coming at Browns at Burbuff. Not that Burbuff isn't a good defensive team, but we're talking about degrees. I mean, Burton's crafty as all get out. Julius Smith is crafty and probably just a little quicker. 
because that's that's where the difference was. Is he against he'd get he got downhill easily, even against Ben Davis. I'm sorry, even against uh, uh, yeah, Ben Davis. Oh, what was I saying? Penn, uh, Sheridan Sharp, and Clay Butler, and all those dudes. Mark Zachary. There's a lot more to contend with than help from Burbuff. Um. Yeah, I, I for some reason I skipped my brain there and thought they played. Talking about Ben, yeah, yeah, my bad. But hand on your mind, can't get him out. That's right. <laughs> but Ben Davis just did a better job of not even letting. And and again, Burbuff or Ben Davis has a much more imposing backcourt or front court than Burbuff in terms of rim protection. Probably have the best, one of the top two rim protectors in the state. And Zane. So, yeah, I'll probably go to, I'll probably go to Brownsburg Saturday night. Carmel Kokomo, though. I don't know. Oh, here we go. Talking yourself out of it already. <laughs> Do what? Talking yourself out of it already. I mean, you can't go wrong. <laughs> Or can you? Yeah, you can, I guess. You got, a, you got your reads ready? Or you want me to do it? Nope. Oh, my Go. God. All right. Box Out Sports is a leading online graphics solution, giving you the, the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your teams and student-athletes this season. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. That's not just for basketball. That is for all sports. So if you're a you run a club, you're an athletics director, you want easy content. If you want to know how to use it, talk to Chris Hawkins at Crispus Addicts. Carmel's even doing more with it now. Lots of great graphics. I think they have video components now that you can use. Am I correct on that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, cor- that's correct. Thank you for listening to Courtside Indiana podcast. If you listen every week, we certainly do appreciate it. If not, what the heck are you doing? Please hit the subscribe button or the add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate a rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter and Instagram at Courtside IND. That's Courtside IND. Zach, what's your Twitter handle? ZTHoop17? Uh, I think so. I should probably, that's probably something I should know, right? <laughs> yeah. Dominique, what's yours? ZT7, ZT17Hoops. ZT seventeen hoops. It's Dominique. Un- Dominique underscore CSI. There it is. My, my Dominique underscore CSI. Uh, and Dominique so is D O M I N I Q U E. Yep. Okay. Mine's J W Reamer. At the Twitters. Follow me if you want. You want just basketball? Normal content? If you want to, no, no, no. Politics. No. Politics, Politics, yeah. yeah. Carmel moms, Carmel moms. And you want, you want, Chesterton you want information, moms. you want to, you want to combat bigoted Carmel moms. They're not all bigoted, just a small group of, just a small group was trying to mess around with school boards. If you want to see me troll them, by all means, uh, that crazy group of, Literally losers. They lost. They didn't. They didn't. Good. We we maintain we maintain sane control of our school board. Locks of the week. Zach, you start. 
Oh shoot. Um oh you've already unprepared. God. I'm unprepared. Son of a gun. That's uh, right. I, have, I, I only I like one. doing I like doing games I'm going to, so I'm gonna say uh Dominique's going first. That's what I'm gonna say. Nice. <laughs> I got it. I got I'll, I'll do I'll do the game I'm going to Friday. Wayne Eric Carroll at Wayne. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go man, that's tough. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Wayne at home. Go with Wayne, beat Carroll. And then my other one, I'm going to the region. Uh, I'm not going to it, but we're going to the region for my lock. Is uh, I'm taking Monster at home over Crown Point. Oh, yeah. Uh, hold Good on one. a second. I, I want to keep these. So you said Carroll over Wayne? No, I said Wayne over Carroll. Man, hater. Yeah. So Carroll will be stuck on two yeah. wins, you're saying? For and now, then you pick Munster at home over Crown Point. I'm going Brownsburg over Ben Davis. Ooh. Right? Ooh. Coming in hot. Spicy. And for the record, I only picked Cathedral over Ben Davis because Dominique picked Ben Davis over Cathedral. No. Oh. Uh, okay, here we go. For the record, it's not. Okay. I probably wouldn't okay. have picked that game at all because I'd. Hey, you you had a number one in your preseason, so you must have thought. Yep. Yeah, that's right? true, but that was because the slaughter was. <laughs> I'm going Westfield over Noblesville. Let's go. Let's go. Nice. Hold on. Let me, hold on. Let me check one thing. Let me check one thing. Oh, come on. All right, I'm going to go. You ready? I'm going. I'm going. Go. All right, I'm going. Gary 21st is going to be Valpo on Tuesday. Oh, I looked at that. Lorette revenge okay. game from last year. I was at that game last year where Valpo just manhandled 21st. I'm switching it up this year. And then Saturday, the game I'm going to, I'm going to say Mishawaka Marion holds off Gary Westside on Saturday. All right. For the home win. Let's see. They just beat Warren Central last night. Who did? Mr. Walker Mary. Oh yes. Oh, that did see that. Yeah. Uh let's see. Well, I, I want I'm trying to figure out what this Westfield Noblesville game is. What am I blind? Did they not play are they not playing each other? Hold on. Maybe Jeez, they're not playing each other. It's I at Westfield. Know. It's at Westfield. At Westfield. I'm going with Westfield over Noblesville. Oof. That must be Friday. Is that Friday it's night? Friday night, yes. Friday night. Westfield over Noblesville. Westfield is boycotting Tuesday night games in December, it looks like. They've got a pretty stacked. Oh, no, it's Noblesville. Hold on a second. And they have Westfield. Yeah, they've. Yeah, Westfield's got like an NBA schedule in January and February. Yeah, geez. (laughs) I mean, they got. For, For all of December and January, they have one Tuesday night game, everything else is a weekend. Yeah, that's pretty normal. Eh, is it? Then they have their week coming out of Christmas break where they, they're playing for sectional week. They got three games. At Mount Vernon, Yorktown, and then at Carmel. Then they have another three-week game. Three-game week, sorry. <laughs> three-game week in February at Harrison, at Hamilton Heights, at Lewis Cass. So they're getting their sectional prep in twice 
Every team should do that, by the way. If you're if you're a school team and you don't have a week where you play three games before the sectional, you're not preparing. Jeez. Kokomo has no no weeks like that. No. John, they, they Hammond, Peck, and Paul. They play one Tuesday night game. Come on, Peck. Jeez. Get with it. Nuts. Yeah, they don't, do they? Isn't that crazy? Well, what's the Kokomo tournament? Is that just two games? I think it's two days, yeah. Two days or two? I think it's two days. I think I think it's a guarantee of three games. Yeah, but it's like Thursday, Friday. That's still three games in a week, though. Yeah, they're they're doing the same thing that Nobles. And it's no wait, that's Noblesville. Oh well, we'll figure it out later. Yeah, I think that's a good way to prepare for sectionals is to get that. Uh, is to get that uh, three week, three week oh, or three game week, where you not only get a chance to prepare physically, but you also get a chance to simulate game prep. All right, guys, I think we figured it out. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to Twitter now and All right. try to explain to this poor guy that I only have control over my vote, and that I'm not actually declaring the Mr. Basketball race over. <laughs> So, you guys have a good week, man. Thanks. All right, later. Next week.